Good morning, Raboisai! Ah! Don't ask why they do that. Lili Nishmas, Imi Morosi, Ruspas Mordechai, sponsored anonymously for this chus from my wife, Daniela Schiffer, by Sauva Malka, who's taking the bar exam. Shabbat Slacha, with tremendous gratitude and thanks to Hashem, dedicating today's shir in honor of our son Boaz Yehuda, marriage to Sara Lubetsky. May the MDY family share many simchas together, bracha, and something else, Jonathan Stefanski. The famous Jonathan Stefanski from Ramah Chamish. Third sponsor is Fred and Yogi Lushinsky in honor of the engagement of their daughter, Ariella Tazevi Sher. They just had another simcha the other day. May they be zoichet to build a bayis nem v'yisrael. Paras HaChodesh is uh, Michael Bemela in memory of his mother, Devorah Fega Bas Shmuel, and father-in-law Menachem Mendel Ben Elchan and Zuchon Levracha, and his merit to make it to Uman Rosh Hashanah this year. Okay. A lot of wrestlers in the room. Baruch Hashem. So um, there's a few new guys here, so they might not be used to this. I, I get a number of emails every day, and I read some of the better ones. Here's a nice long one from, I'm going to read his name the way I thought it's pronounced. Yoli Dopelt. Dear Rebelli, my name is Yoli Dopelt, pronounced Dupelt. Many of you tell me they may recognize my name as the owner of Yoli's Catering and Takeout in Yerushalayim since leaving Israel four years ago. We're actually, it's going to be in today's sugya. Somebody left Eretz Yisrael and why he left. He has a good reason, I guess. I live in Borough Park, where I own and operate a construction waste removal company and part of Chabur in New York City, headed by Mayor Shimon Eisenberger. When the new DAF cycle started last January, I started learning DAF Yomi with Harusa. You can imagine how long that lasted, as DAF Yomi slowly morphed into DAF Shavui and eventually DAF Chachi. I had many opportunities to start listening to Yeshir, but somehow never got around to doing it. Yeshua Aaron Price even took my WhatsApp number and he dropped into our Chabur headquarters in Borough Park during Chalamboyed Sukkot nine months ago. To not have this email drag on too long, maybe read it at 1.5 speed. In short, I said to myself, that you're going to understand this joke because there's another email that said that why the guy doesn't uh, show up to Shear live. It's because he's used to watching it on Zoom, on YouTube, where he could speed it up to 1.5 speed. And I'm really slow live. So that's his joke over here. I said to myself, that Yoyim Yishir on Zoom or YouTube is for wimps. A real, le- a real man like me learns with a Chavrusa, even though at this point, it was threatening to become a Daf Shnasi. <laughs> then everything changed. I walked into the side classroom at our base Heshi, and Ellie Dykman was listening to Yishir and Yuma at one and a half speed. I stood there, unable to move, following the great drama, very twist and turn in the shackle of attire. I realized that the man giving the Shir had an even shorter attention span than I have. I knew this was the beginning of a new era in my commitment to learning. It's been over a month now, and I cannot imagine ever listening to Shir as soon as it's uploaded to YouTube. Even my Itzahara doesn't have much to say in protest, as it's so stimulating, enjoyable, and fun. Thank you so much for filling up my day with what is missing most. Looking forward to hearing some Shir in person during my next visit to Israel. Yal Alevi, how do you pronounce his name? Doppelt. P.S. On second thought, I will not be attending this year in person, but Chemesh, as he came to the year in Woodmere in the middle of a busy workday, and it was on regular speed. Oh, he's the guy that wrote it. I was the guy in the center back left that had my head bobbing up and down throughout. I will see you daily on YouTube at 1.5 speed. Yasha Koyach. Here is Yoeli himself. You guys know Yoeli? It's big. A lot of, a lot of fans, Yoeli. Here's Ochanan Pressman. He sent me numerous emails. 
And it goes like this, uh, we tried very hard to make our chasana while Ellie would be in the USA, not to mention that both of our two sons' engagements occur, no doubt, due to all the learning of the daf. If perhaps he can stop by for even just one minute on July 27th, would truly be amazing when we tremendous chizuk, imitation is attached, and then he sends this. Here's a list of all the wedding kibbutzim, and I really appreciate it because for my wedding, I'm going to need this. There's only one thing filled out, Masader Kiddushin, Eli Stefanski. <laughs> so, uh, I know it's a joke. He meant it as a joke, probably. I was offered once Masader Kiddushin by Hill Abrams, and I turned it down. Not, not because I'm a big unov, just because I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, it's, you have to know what you're doing. And I also turned down brachas by the chuppah, by the way. I don't like brachas by the chuppah. I, ra- I have different gaiva. The, the, the gaiva of getting a bracha by chuppah is not one of those gaivas that I enjoy. So, Yishkoyach, thanks for the keyboard. Do we have any other emails here? Here's yesterday's picture of the chever here in Chicago. Now it's double, right, guys? They'll never know. There's food tonight, so there's a lot more guys. Baruch Hashem. Maybe we'll take another group photo with Ross and um, my good old friend, Lewis, is here today. A lot of good guys. By the way, here's another one, real quick one from Rabbi Arya Esterson. He's a Magichir in Boca. And he says that he really, um, occasionally I've been making charts and slides for my nightly Daf Yoimi Shir, and I thought that your tat charts might be helpful. Daf Yoimi Feel free to share if you think it's of value. If you notice any mistakes, thank you so much for all the time you put into delivering such an engaging Shir. As a Rebbe, I've always appreciated the time you take to make the shear a very visual experience. There's no other shear I know where just listening causes you to miss out on so much. Here are the charts that he made. I don't think I'll be using them, but they're very cool. Maybe we'll use one or two. We'll see. There are a lot of them. All right, so here we go. This goes over here. We are holding daf chaf. We are discussing... Schach made out of mats. So we actually use these stuff, these mats. These are reed mats. And in the time of the Gemara, they used to use them to occasionally sleep on them. Rashi says they were very tough, very uncomfortable. And we had a machlegis yesterday. We finished off the sugya saying, not so much the sugya, but yesterday's daf, that when it comes to a very large mat, everybody agrees that no one would, would manufacture a large mat for sleeping. It's way too big. So then it's manufactured for schach, and therefore, if it's manufactured for schach, it's not makabotoma. Why? Because plain pieces of wood, flat pieces of wood, are not makabotoma. They're not susceptible to toma. In order to be makabotoma, it has to have some sort of base kibble, it has to be a cleat, it has to be able to hold something. However, there's one exception to the rule. If you make this mat for sleeping purposes, then it is susceptible to toma. Because that's Tumas Medrus. When somebody sits on something, there's a serious Tuma involved. Whether it's a Yiladis, Nida, a Zav, Zava, those kind of people that have Tuma, they can transmit the Tuma through sitting, sleeping, etc. So if it's a smaller mat, the Gemara says it's Machloikis. Okay, so that's where we're holding right now. Says the Gemara on top of that Chof, Amad Aleph. And I don't know, it's like eight lines down. Amar Le'abayah. Two, four, six, eight, nine lines down. I'm like, I don't like your pshat, Rav. So Rashi explains that typically the way the Gemara would say is say the, the smaller chiddush first and then the bigger chiddush afterwards. 
So why would it say achas ktanav, achas doyla? Achas doyla, achas ktanav mibayla. The wording is reversed. If everybody agrees that gdoyla is good for schach, then it, that should be the first word. And then it should say, it should say achas doyla. Certainly a large mat is appropriate for schach. And then you go to the bigger Chiddush, the Ketana. That's how it should be. That's a normal way that the Gemara talks. Rashi brings a number of examples where the Gemara's Lashon was like that. So it doesn't fit so well into the wording, says the Gemara. But another bigger question is, In fact, you're telling me there's no Machlaikas. Oh, let me. They're probably talking to me. I don't hear them. Okay, here. Now I hear you guys on Zoom. And you probably were telling me to center it. I'm sorry. Okay, here we go. What is Avi Mandelbaum doing up at this hour? I don't know. The guys in Israel should be sleeping. The boys side. Okay. Ramayisha Feinstein is on. Baruch Mechayim Mason. Wow, it was a great email. Wherever he is, Ramayisha Feinstein was a great, great email. I loved it. A lot of people. Actually, two people wrote to me. Two people wrote to me about Moshe Feinstein's email. Epic. It was an epic email. Both Lashen, uh, Noam and... Oh, Shabbat Aleichem, Moshe, how you doing? You should be zoichet to be like your great-grandfather. Here he is. Everybody say, you want to see what he looks like? Here he is in Zoom. Is his father, is his father David Feinstein? I don't know. They want to know who your father is. Fine. No, Rebruven is his grandfather. Let's go weiter. Okay. Fine, we said avoid. In fact, the whole machloikis is in a large mat. You're telling me a whole Torah that there's no machloikis in a large mat, only in a smaller mat, but it's not true. The machloikis is in the, in, the, in the large mat, not in the small mat. I know, it's very technical. You came at a, at a perfect daft, Ross. Because we learned. You see that even in a, it says before in the Bryce, the Machloikas is in a large mat, not in a small mat. Okay, that's Abayah's question on Rava. Ela Omar of Papa. Let's see if I have here. Here. Oh my gosh. Sometimes these charts, I, I appreciate Rabbi Eshelson's work, but El Omar of Papa. Okay, what is this going to be? Here, this is a guy, this is a mat made for sleeping, this is a mat made for a sukkah. If you have intent for a sukkah, Everybody agrees it's good. If you have intent for sleeping, everybody agrees that it's Mechabal Tumah. It's not good. And this is a Stam mat. We don't know what his intent was. So Tanakama, big mat says it's okay. Tanakama, small mat says no good. Okay, whatever. You guys get the whole thing. Pause it. Check it out. Good stuff. It's a lot of work. Whatever you did, it's a lot of work. Fine. What's good about Dafyaimi is that if this uh, sugi is boring to you or it doesn't, whatever, it's going to be over in five lines. And we're going to go on to another topic. When it's small, everybody agrees that it's for sleeping. And if it's for sleeping, it's makabal tumah. And if it's makabal tumah, it's not proper for schach. Schach cannot be makabal tumah. That was a Mishnah. It has to be something that grows from the ground and it's not makabal tumah. The whole machlokes is in a large mat. Tanakama holds that when they manufacture these mats, most of the time it's for shade purposes. Doesn't necessarily mean for a sukkah. Could be in India, but they use it for shade, and therefore it's good schach. 
Most of the time, Rebbe says they manufacture it for sleeping purposes, and therefore it's mekabel toma. Therefore, it's no good for a sukkah. So then, the wording is slightly interesting because it says it was manufactured for sleeping. In fact, it's not what you're telling me. You're telling me that most of the time it's made for sleeping, not it was specifically made for sleeping. So, so the Gemara says you're right. That's what it means. The most of the time, without any specification, they manufacture it. When they sell the stuff, they sell it for laying down, for leaning on it, for sleeping on it, and therefore it's makabal toma. Until he specifically makes it for schach. Shifa is a type of a product, whatever it's called in English. What is it called? Huh? Rush? Rush. It's a soft, whatever it is, it's a softer material. So softer, now it causes more of an issue. People are going to be using it for sleeping. Vishalgami, some sort of, I don't know, rubberish, something. If it's large, you could use it because it's made for shade, but if it's small, it's made for sitting on, for sleeping on. Shalkanim. Kanim is hard. Vishalchelos. What does he touch the, the article Chelos? I don't know what it is. Sedge. Okay, great. I don't know what that means. Now, pay attention to this word. If you don't have Nakudos, it's very important. This is, it's a Machlech's Rishonim how to read this word. But Rashi learns this word Gedula. You would read it without Nakudos, you'd probably read it Gedula, because that's what the whole Sugi is talking about. Gedula and Ketana. Says Rashi, no. We're talking about Gedula. Gedula means braided. Misakhimba. Aruga. Braided is too, it's too difficult to sit on because it's, they're larger braids, they're larger pieces, they're, they're, they're ropey and knotty and it's not, not comfortable. I don't know, maybe something like this. I have no idea what they're trying to depict here. To me, it all looks the same. But I guess if it's white, it's comfortable, maybe not. I have no idea. I don't know what, what racist kind of things he's trying to do. I have no idea. They look the same to me. One is, one is bumpier. Okay, this guy is bumpier. Sheep of Shagami, but the opposite. Rashi says this is softer. I don't know. Okay. Next. He made a good picture. Great. So, Misakhamba But if it's woven nicely, a Misakhamba, because now I could, if it's, if it's a fine weave, I could sit on it, I sleep on it. And therefore, it's mekabel toma. It's not good for schach. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi, Oymer Mishumaviv. Again, remember once I mentioned Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yosi, and the whole story with Rabbi Yosi, we had him a number of times. And we're gonna have him more. Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yosi, says in the name of Rabbi Yosi, Achazu, Achazu. Whether it's gedula and aruga, it's braided, not braided. Misakhimba. Even the aruga, even the fine weave, you can use it as schach. Great. Tanan awesome. So we learned over there. Oh, so now, as I was walking up here, a yeshiva bacher came over and he said, oh, it's going to be tough stuff, it's going to be tumah. Not tough at all, but yeshiva guys get very nervous. As soon as you mention the word tumah, they have no idea what's flying. Because in Baba Kamen, the first three daf in Baba Kamen and Baba Basra don't have anything about tumah, and they get very nervous. So, we're talking about Avatuma, the way it works, the very, very simple chart. The reason why I pull out this chart every time is because most guys that go to the DAF, 
and they see this chart a number of times, it becomes second nature. Here's the dead guy. Dead guy is a vi avaisa tuma. It's the highest category of tuma. If he touches a human being, that guy becomes an avatuma. We're talking about avatuma, how to get to avatuma. So the, the Gemara starts off saying, whatever chaytzala is, believe it or not, we're going to say it's a bag of some sort. They can become an avatuma. Now, if you say that, <laughs> tough crowd, if you're telling me that it could become a tmei mace, is there a problem over there? Okay, no problem. You need a new phone, dude. <laughs> so, he can't turn his phone off and I hear myself over and over. Now the guy's going to write me an email that was nasty to another guy in the chair. How dare you? Okay, fine. Not you. I got other ones since you. It's also you. Thank you. But if you want good coffee, you go to him. Espresso shop coffee, whatever it's called. Is it, what's the name? Espresso shop coffee. See, ah, Baruch Hashem. Okay. So, where is it? It's in the suburbs over here. We'll talk about it after. Does anybody want directions, everything, but not right now, please. Thanks, I appreciate it. So, if the Gemara tells me that this chaytzala, whatever it is, let's call it a bag, just for cheating purposes, it's a bag. If this bag can become tummy, tummy maze, if a dead person touches it, become tummy, it's probably telling me that it's not tummy if somebody sits on it. Because that's a whole other category. The category of a dead person touching it, it becomes Tommy. Then come Chacham and say, well, let's see. The Chacham Medrus. It becomes Tommy when somebody sits on it. Seems like Medrus sin made mace light. Well, it's the exact opposite. If Chacham say that it's only if somebody sits on it, meaning somebody that's Tommy sits on it, a man who has an emission of ziva, it's a certain, certain disease, He's a Zav, and he sits on it, it becomes a Tomei, meaning a couch. A couch becomes Tomei when, it's, if it's something that's made for sitting, so somebody that sits on it becomes, and when that person is Tomei, it becomes Tomei. But it seems like it's only, it only becomes Tomei through sitting and sleeping. Tomei meis loy, but not through Tomei meis, but vanant nan, but we learned in the Mishnah, call him a Tomei medris, meis. It's the opposite. If it's susceptible to Tumah from sitting on it, then it's certainly susceptible to Tumah if a dead person touches it. Yeah, you're right. Ema af medris. When Chacham say medris, they didn't mean only medris to exclude the, the Tumah from a dead person. If they meant to say, in addition to the regular Tumas maze that a regular Kli can receive, this, this bag could also receive Tumah if a Zav sits on it. Because, think about it, if a Zav sits on my computer, it doesn't become Tomei. The only time a Zav and a, and a Nida and all these people that are Tomei have inherent Tumah, they're physically Tomei, could be metama something by sitting on it, it's if it's designed for sitting, like a seat and a couch. But a, a laptop, not. And when the Gemara tells me that it's susceptible to Tumah, this Chaytzala, whatever it is, is designed for sitting. Okay. 
But what is this thing that we're talking about? I love when the Gemara does that. The Torah does it also sometimes. What's man? Sapichis. What's sapichis? I don't know. But, okay, so it's marzoivli. What's chaitzlis? Marzoivli. Shkoyach. It's almost as uh, sometimes the art scroll does it also. It's a fancy word and then it tells you kemakfenin. Uh, Shkoyach. What's that? Now you have to take out Google and, and check. Okay, fine. So the Gemara, my marzoivli. What, is, what does marzoivli mean? Omar Rebbe Abba. Masbali, wow, it's also not good, but Rashi knows what Masbali is, and he says it's leather bags. Check it out, I found a picture, and to prove you that there are people that use bags to sleep on. I'm serious, that's what it says. What? A leather bag. There are people, right, so these are people, the, the, the shepherds, they, they're not really supposed to be sleeping on the job, but once in a while, when they're tired, they grab the bag, and they sleep on it. Okay. We're not talking about bags. We're talking about just regular these guys. Mats. Wow. So in Hebrew, even till this day, they say kapara alecha. You ever went to Israel? Every Sephard loves to say it. Kapara, kapara. What does it mean? It's this Gemara right over here. It means that it, it's a lotion of covet. I don't think that they're serious when they say it because it's very, it's very uh, serious. It means that the pain and different inflictions that I have should be a kapara for that person. Now, it's easy to say for Rebbechia. I want to point out, we're talking about Rebbechia and his sons. So the Gemara in Bab Metziah in Hasar Chazapayalim Tells us that there's a number of stories that, about Rebchia. Rebchia used to plant flax and then he would grow and he'd, he'd make a whole thing, make nets out of it, then he would catch deer, then he would shech the deer, then he would sell the deer, uh, write Sefer Torah, and Bekitzer, a whole story how he brought Torah to Klai Yisrael, kept Torah in Klai Yisrael. But there's a very interesting story. I figured it, you know, it's sukkah, it's hard to come up with Gishmaka stories there. So the, the Gemara says, that there was a Talmud Chacham that learned with Eliyahu Anavi. And he said, the Talmud Chacham tells Eliyahu Anavi, I, I want to see the G'daylam. Show me the G'daylam. Take me on a G'daylam trip. Like uh, Bensi Friedman now. And uh, where is he? In Hungary. Ukraine. 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 See, I don't know. Now they're going to make fun of me again. So I didn't know that the best is in Ukraine. I know. He says he's going to the Marsha and all that stuff. Okay, fine. So Eliyahu Anavi takes him on a trip. And he says, but one thing. Do yourself a favor. Do not... Look at the throne of Rebchia. So he says, how will I know what the throne of Rebchia looks like? He says, okay, all the other thrones, the Malachim are moving them around, up and down. Rebchia travels on its own. Whatever that means, I have no idea. The Tamil Chacham was on his trip and he couldn't control himself. And he took a nice look at the throne and his eyes singed. They burnt. So then he went to Rebchia's caver and he, and he said, listen, Rebchia, Rebchia is the one that wrote, the Tosefta, so he says, I teach your Tosefta to everybody. Do me a favor, give me back, my, you know, daven for me. And Okay, so that's Rebchia. Rebchia, you can't look at his throne. You look at his throne, it burns your eyes. So it says like this. Rishlokish said, Hareini kaparas. When a person is nifter, you say, I should be his kapara. The surim that I'm getting should be for lili neshama, so to speak. Shibat chila, kishin in the beginning, 
when some, not all the tires, some of the tires, says Rashi, was forgotten from Klai Yisrael, from the Tsars that Klai Yisrael had, they forgot the Torah. Allah Ezra mibabav yizda, so Ezra came from Babel and he established it. He brought it back. Chazav Nishtachal, then it was forgotten again. Allah Hillel Abavli Yizda, the famous Hillel. He came from Babel, he came to Yisrael, and he brought it back. Chazav Nishtachal, and then again it was forgotten. Allah Rebbe Chiyo Bonav Ah, so here we are. Rebbe Chiyo is brought it back. So this is Rebbe Chiyo. Lo and what does he say? There's no machloikis when it comes to the, the, the different mats of Usha Shem Tmeyais. They are made for sleeping. They're made specifically for that and not, not for anything else. And therefore, again, very simple. Something that's made for sleeping is Mekabal Toma. Mekabal Toma, you cannot use it for your sukkah. We just turned it up, Chavam base sponsored by the MDY Tehillim Group for all those who need, this is a thousand dollar sponsorship, that's what we say it. I'm just explaining to the new guys here. For all those who need Shiduchim, Rufuas, and Yeshuas, it's for a month, thousand dollars for a month. Please join Tehillim.8mindav.com. Vishal Tveria, but the mats of Tveria, which are tougher and harder to sleep on, Shein nobody uses it for sleeping, that's crazy. It's like, like sleeping on a carpet versus sleeping on a bunch of uh, on cement. So the ones from Tveria nobody sleeps on. So the Namakabal Tuma, the Namakabal Tuma, great tzach. Where's the Machlaikas? Asher Mekoymas, other places. Mar Sover Abdesi holds, Kim the Lek of the Yasef Eliyahu, nobody sleeps on them, get the Tveria Damian, they're like the hard stuff. Well, Mar Sover, Kim the Mikri of Yasef Eliyahu, once in a while, it happens to be, they're going to sit on it. Kiddush Damian, then the Chalam Sayyid, the Mekabal Tuma, fine. Omar Mar. All these bags, these chitzolos are metamet to me meis deribdaisa. So we say that like Rabbi Yosi, that what gedula and 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 the, the the you know the the ones that are woven easy, not easy. It's it's considered schach. It's not a kli. Says Gemara leKasha. How the isle gedanfa. Ha, the Leslie Ganaf. It's not a contradiction. Why? Because I took the liberty to take the picture that we had over here. Here, let me just show you my chart. I like this. Is what it looked like, and I made this. It has a little bit of a. Okay, you can't even see. Whatever. It's not just plain red. It has a little bit of a shade in it. It's beautiful stuff. This is a rim. If a person makes a rim around his schach, now it's like a kli. Now it's mekabel. It has a base kibble. You can put fruit in it and they won't roll out, let's say. Oh, once it has a base cable, once it's a kli, now it's mekabal tuma. Mekabal tuma, I can't use it for schach. Meisvei, chaytzalei shel sham, this rush stuff that you said, shel gemi. So now we're talking about three, four different types. You have chaytzalei made out of sham, rush, shel gemi, soft stuff. Vishal sak, says Rashi, sak, a sack is made out of goat hair. Vishal Svira is made out of horsehair. He says from the tail of the horse. Like today, we, you know, the brushes that we have, different, you know, the hat brushes, the shoe, made out of horsehair. Mitamot mei mace. So it's a kli, and it therefore it susceptible to tuma. It's not meant for sitting on. It's meant for holding things. 
Af medris. Here, look, and over here it says the word af, which is very important. Before we didn't have the word af, the Gemara said that we have to say af. Af means even, not only tmeimeis, but even sitting on it. If it's bags, marzoivli, there's some sort of, they could hold stuff. So if it's made out of sham and gemi, what are you going to do with it? So sham and gemi have very, it's hard to, to make it tight. So it has nice size holes in it. What can you do with it? I think I have a picture here. Oh, see this guy? Kinta the peri. He, you don't even see the fruit, but I thought the guy is a good guy. So I, I, I thought it was a cool picture. He's going barefoot. He has fish in the bag. Fine. But he has some sort of fruit coming out of here. Since the holes are very large, you could put large fruit in it. You could hold apples, watermelons, whatever it is. Shall sack, vishal sphira, but if it's a tight woven fabric, what do you do with that? So you could use it for like beans and smaller fruit. But if you're telling me that it's not a bag, it looks something like this, it's a mat. So if it's made out of goat hair and horse hair. So I can use it as a sifter. I can use it as a curtain. Beautiful curtain. But this other stuff, this rush stuff, what are you going to do with it? Says the Gemara, Very interesting. I actually found the picture. In English it's called a keg coat. You, you, you put it on top of your beer keg. That's what the Gemara says. Nazioso is beer. It keeps it nice and cold. Here, drink and be merry. Whatever. But this is this is more of the fabric that we're talking about. This I just did because I saw they actually have something like that. A cake coat. So I, I put both of them. But this is what we're talking about. Something like a sack. Here, even they cover their beer kegs. Ikidamri, and some say, okay, now this is easy because the exact same words just in reverse. If you say that it's mats, okay, it's great for beer. If you're talking about a bag, so there's different bags. One bag covers the beer, the other bag carries stuff. It, it could be, a, it could be um, a sifter. But if you say it's a bag, if it's fine stuff, okay, it could hold. It can hold beans and, and smaller fruit. Ela shel sham shagemi. Just the reverse gemara. Question is how they read it in those days. Ela shel sham shagemi lemay chaz. What can you do with the other stuff? Chaz lekinto de peri. You use it for larger fruit. Tanya, Arav Chananya. Here, Lewis, you're not going to like this. Kishirati legoyla. When I left Eretz Yisrael and I went to America, why would anybody do that? So Rashi says. He did it He had to teach them the calendar. Those days they didn't have calendar. So he had to say, look, this year there's a 13... There's no reason to go to America, says the Gemara. That's, right? Otherwise, well, he went to, to, to his son's wedding. No, some people won't go to the... Your cousin, who hasn't seen my Chavrusa, told me that if his daughter gets married in America, I'll see you later. I'm never leaving Eretz Yisrael, he told me. That's what he said. Yeah, because we have a new house and there's moving trucks and everything. No, we are not moving back to... Anybody that's wondering, we're not moving back to America, but my wife's stuff is moving to America. (laughs) Peggy 
No, we only had three moving trucks, three days straight. That's how much stuff we have because we never made Aliyah, we never made a lift. So we need a place for our stuff. So she bought a, a nice storage facility in Lincolnwood. I don't know, 5,000 square storage because we need about a, a 500 feet of it. And Baruch Hashem. Go tell her. Yep. Meanwhile, but by the way, and half the stuff is still in storage. After three days, and then she said, that's it. And I have to worry about the wedding. Okay. We'll talk about this later, Rabbi <laughs> When I went down to, to Golos, I found an old man. In other words, the Chacham. You could use these mats because most mats are made for schach. And when I came to Rabbi Shua, my, my, uh, my uncle, and he said, great. Remember the red stuff? The, the, no, no rim around it. Because if it has a rim, then it becomes a kli, and a kli is a kavotoma. If it didn't have that rim, you're allowed to use it as schach. And then, what else? And if it has a rim, you can't use it if it's Mikabal Tumah. The first paragraph of Sukkah. We should really sing a song. If you're in uh, MDY, we'd sing a song. But you guys don't know how to sing L'Chaira. Is anybody here knows how to sing? I say min toivu mazel toivu mazel toivu say min toivu yevei lanu lechol Yisrael vavai say min toivu mazel yevei lanu lechol Yisrael vavai say min toivu mazel toivu mazel toivu say min toivu yevei lanu lechol Yisrael vavai say min toivu mazel toivu I'm telling you, Rabbi Isai, in, in London, there was, I think it was 40 guys that got together in North Miami Beach. We're getting there. Slowly, slowly, Chicago's catching up. We are going to beat them. I'm telling you, we're going to beat them. Lewis is being charged. They go with Bensi and a few other guys. Where's Yaakov today? Yaakov Calvin is not here today. Oh, we need him. We need him. Huh? Ross? We'll put Ross in charge? Okay, I love you. Yitzi Weiss says he wants to do something big in his new place. That uh, What is it called? A v- what is it called? Via Venue. He wants to do something via. Maybe Thursday night. We'll see. All right. Brand new Perek Raboisai. So Rashi says right away that the main thing of a sukkah is, oh, the official Mishnah is sponsored by official. There's a lot of, lot of, a lot of sponsorships going on in here. There, there's three main things that happen in a sukkah. That is eating, drinking, and sleeping. Sleeping is dangerous because even a Shainas Arai must be in a sukkah. And whereas eating, if you eat some sort of snack or whatever, maybe you're not high in the sukkah. So if you sleep underneath the bed, there's a great picture here. Not that we need it. I needed 
pictures when we need them. Okay, this you, you can imagine what it looks like to sleep underneath a bed, but it's good to visualize it. Guy sleeps on his bed, he's not Yaitza. And certainly, by the way, certainly if we sleep in the house, you're not Yaitza. I'm just, FYI. Now, I will point out, I, I need to point this out. When I was about 10 years old, there was a big, big storm coming into New York. We lived in Flatbush. It was like, I don't know, it was like 10 below zero. That, for me, as a kid. My father went out and bought me three pairs of long underwear. And he dressed me up and he said, we're going to sleep in the sukkah. The reason why I'm saying this is because I think, I'm thinking back to that. To that, like that and a few other things, like when he woke us up at four in the morning for different things. I'm serious about this. The impact that it made on me, the, he showed me, it stayed for life. The, the, his mesiras nefesh for a mitzvah. And I'm saying this to, to the adults. When you perform a mitzvah like that in front of your kids, it, you have no idea what it does to the kid. When you show the kid, there's nothing that's going to stop us. We are going to get the best sleeping bag. We went to a special store. We got the one that minus 40 degrees in this now. We were so hot. I remember trying to come out of it and, you know, the whole thing. It, it leaves an impact. We don't know. It leaves an impact. It, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But Imam should penetrates the neshama, I believe. It's thinking about also that time when we four o'clock in the morning, wake, wake us up for kaparis. Today I do, you know, like like many others, you do kaparis on money, whatever. But the thing, we gotta go. No, it's four o'clock. We go into kaparis. We don't care. It does. It leaves a big ration on the kids. So Rabbi Yudha says we had this already before. We used to sleep underneath the beds. I guess there's no room in the sukkah, so to be together with the imagine the Gdaila Adar sleeping in the sukkah. They wanted to be in their presence, so they slept under the bed. From the fact that they didn't say anything to us, it's a riot that you could sleep under the bed. What would be the heter to sleep under the bed? What's the problem with the bed? First of all, the problem with the Tanakama is that we're sleeping in a, another oil that's within the sukkah. So you're not sleeping in the sukkah, you're sleeping under something else. Or you could say no. The bed is bottled to the sukkah. It's an oil arai inside an oil keva. You, you can't have a temporary roof or what's the better word? Oil, whatever, however you say oil in English. You can't have a temporary oil in a permanent oil, which is the sukkah. The sukkah overtakes it and it's bottled. It's like sleeping under your blanket. You're not going to say, oh, you're under a blanket, you're under an oil, so you're not in the sukkah. No, the, the blanket is bottled to everything else that's going on. That's the two ways to look at it. There's a famous, the famous slave called Tavi. The Gemara talks about in brachas. Remember, they 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 they, they freed him to, to become a to be to, to be to minion. At one point, there was a Gemara. I forgot where it was. Rabbi Gamliel was so excited because he knocked out Tavi's tooth by mistake, and he goes running to Rabbi Yeshua. He says, "Oh, I just knocked out Tavi's tooth." So therefore, he's free finally. And now he goes from doing mitzvahs like a woman to being chayv in all the mitzvahs. So Yeshua said, no, you just, you just admitted to me that you knocked out his tooth. So you might have knas. Might have knas is potter. He doesn't go out. He's not free. Okay, that was that. Kimar. But anyways, Tavi was a big Talmud Chacham. We saw in a few places. He slept under the bed. Why? Because he is, has mitzvahs like a woman. A woman is part of from sleeping in the sukkah. It's Mrs. Azeisha's mangurama. 
Do you notice my slave should tamud chacham? He's a big tamud chacham. But what can you infer from this story? Therefore, he slept on the. He's saying, look at my look at Tavi. Tavi knows he doesn't have to sleep on his own. But you cannot sleep under a bed. A regular person can't, unless you're a woman or a slave. But like, I don't mean it like that. I know you're looking at me like, oh, yeah, like you rabbis, you. It's like slaves and women. No! You put the, put the, Mrs. Hazesha has man grandma. Women are lemalim and azman. They, they don't, you ever go to a wedding with a woman? They're not chayvim mitzvahs that azman tolly. What's going on here? If it doesn't have 10 tfachim, then, then why is it an oil? So like in this picture right over here, this bed has 10 tfachim, it's high off the ground. Why? Typically, an oil is only a tefach. But you're talking about an oil, the Rishonim discussed this, you're talking about an oil inside another oil, so therefore it has to be a serious oil, an oil of 10 tfachim. Right? Because we just finished sugis about being, having a tefach, that's enough, that's significant, to catch the tuma, all sorts of things, right? We learned about this just the other day. So it's usually tefach. What's this ten tefachim business? So they're trying to say because when you're in another sukkah, and the sukkah acts as an oil, so in order to cancel out the, the oil of the sukkah, it has to be a real serious ten tefachim oil, like a real sukkah, which is ten tefachim. Not awesome. We're not going to go. We're just going to try to finish up. Uh, this Amud, it's, we're going to finish up in the middle of a sugi, we'll continue tomorrow, but why not? Says the Gemara like this, and there's a lot of sushi and a lot of uh, chicken, geschmacka stuff from Great Chicago, so everybody help yourself afterwards. I see you guys are so polite, you didn't want to eat during shear, but I don't, I'm not taking that stuff home, so you better help yourself. Not awesome. Echot char shecharu mayim. So now we're talking about different oil cavities that were created on their own, not with human intent. Does that count as an oil for Tuma? So let's go back a couple days for those who weren't here. If there's a roof and there's a dead person under the roof, so anything under that roof, even away from the dead person, 20 feet away. So let's, let's take this room, for instance. There's a dead person laying here. So... Any kli, any person that's at the end of the room becomes tummy because the way tumma works, it spreads out in the room. It gets caught by the roof. That's provided that there's a tefach space or whatever space there is for the tumma to, to roam. Otherwise, what happens is if there's less than a tefach, the tumma breaks right through like in a grave. If the grave is close to the dead person, then it breaks through the grave and it's matam everything above the grave. So what about Khar Shekharu Mayim? Here's a beautiful picture of water that eroded out the stone. Here. And created what? Roshani Kura. Created one tefach of space here, but it wasn't made by a human being. Shratzim, if you need to see a picture of the Shratzim doing it, they made that too. Here's a couple of rats that burrow through here. Great. Or the, the salt from the water eroded it. How about this? The guy never had intent to create a bunch of oil and rooftops. He just threw down a bunch of bricks and they happened by itself. Or a pile of wood. 
So you have all these spaces in them. So what if there's a dead something in there? Does it create tumma? Says the Gemara, that is considered an oil, even though you didn't make it. Or if you made it, you didn't make it with intent. And that's it for today. Says Rabbi Yehuda, that if you don't have intent, yes, a human being put down the bricks and the wood, but he had no intent to create cavities. It just happened. That's not considered an oil. In order, in order for an oil to, to function as an oil and bring the tumma through and through, like a pipe of tumma, it has to be done with intent. Have a wonderful day. Thank <laughs> you.